What is up, ladies, gentlemen, listeners of the Didn't Ask Podcast? Welcome back to this right here podcast, the Didn't Ask Podcast. I'm your host, Jamon, and I'm glad that you're back. Or welcome, if this is your first time, please feel free to go to the other episodes of this right here podcast, because this is episode 60. Oh my bloody hell. Time is going really fast. Yeah, I don't know. Like it seems like yesterday that we did episode fifty. So it's it's good to have you here. How has your weekend been? My weekend it was pretty good. You know, th- there was no Formula One, sadly, because the crew is going from Italy to Miami, and that means that there's always like a little extra time, especially now in the days of Corona and stuff like that. So we're going to get a race this weekend. That's fun and exciting. But there was a UFC event this past weekend. And holy shit, that was a good one as well. So we saw Rob Font take on Chito Vera in the main event of the UFC fight night. And man, these two went at it for five rounds. You saw that Rob Font... His whole face was bloodied up. It was pretty disgusting. But if you looked at the numbers, he Rob Font was actually doing quite well. He was he had I believe almost like two hundred something significant strikes thrown. So it was pretty crazy that if you see the numbers, you would think like, oh, Rob Font's doing very well and he's been doing something. But if you looked at the people in the ring, you could see that Rob Font was completely done, and Chito Vera he could just probably could go on by the looks of it he he looked that it was not even a scratch on him so that's always like really fun those fight nights in the weekend well i i i wanted to talk about more things but i don't really have much i'm playing horizon forbidden west i've been playing that game for quite a while since it came out really and i am having such a fun time it's such a cool game and it's everything that I wanted from a sequel it's bigger there is more to do and been playing now for 54 hours approximately I am just maxed out my level cap which is level 50 if you're wondering and yeah it's 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 a really fun game and I I what I want to say yeah is that I've been playing for 54 hours and I've barely played the story mode as far as I can tell and that's interesting because the first Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, I actually platinumed in about 54 hours, something like that. So it's pretty crazy that I platinumed the first game in that time, but now I feel like I've done barely anything and I've barely scratched the surface because there's like the the map is ginormous and no spoilers here. I you can see this in in press materials and marketing materials like we're going to the Forbidden West, Horizon Zero Dawn of course, took place in Colorado, and now we're going more west, so we're going into Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and then San Francisco is, like, approximately where we're we're at. And I basically have the whole San Francisco part of the map that is still completely covered with the fog of war. So I've not even gone there yet, and then let alone all the shit that I have done in the you know, the Los Angeles, Las Vegas, you know, desert area. So uh, there is quite a lot to do. But again, this is not a podcast where I talk to you about what I've been doing in this weekend. 
This is a podcast where I dive into the world of Reddit to see what the people asked Reddit and didn't ask me. Going to the first question of the day, of course, coming from the Ask Reddit subreddit from user Kentucky Fried Eel. And they ask, what is your favorite thing from Japan? There are quite a few things, actually, I, I would say that are my favorite things from Japan. Of course, uh, talking about my play, playing Horizon Forbidden West, my PlayStation, of course. Like, before I, I saw this question, I was really thinking, like, oh, what am I going to say? Am I going to say something sarcastic? So my answer was going to be Hikaru Shida, which is a wrestler in AEW that's from Japan. But, you know, I can just give you an honest answer, and I would probably say PlayStation. The PlayStation has been with me basically since it came out, because uh, in my house, we my dad... I probably talked about this in the past. My dad is really like a tech lover. He likes getting his hands on tech uh, as soon as he can. And therefore, he really got into games very uh, from, from a young age because he had a, a Super Nintendo when he was younger. And then basically, you know, took that love for games and tech and then brought it into our home. And that meant that, yeah, we had a PlayStation 1 when that shit came out in fucking, what is it, 1998, something like that. So that was really cool. And then, of course, we got a PS2. Then we didn't get a PS3 because that was the time where, you know, my dad was more busy doing stuff. And I, my my parents separated at that time. So I lived with my mother and then not with my dad. So I basically was buying my own consoles at that time. So I decided to buy a Xbox 360. Because the PlayStation 5, uh, the PlayStation 3 was very expensive at the time, and especially for me being like a 10-year-old, I believe, something like that, or 12, maybe. Yeah, it was it was a big purchase, but therefore I was just like, well, let's go to Xbox and see what that's all about. Didn't really work out well for me. I didn't really like my time on Xbox. The only thing that I really remember playing and that I loved being like the Xbox thing was Fable. I really liked Fable, so I'm glad that that game is coming back in the near future. So then, when the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, I decided to jump back into the pool of games that I really loved, and that's, of course, the PlayStation game. So then I got a lot of catching up to do, so I played Uncharted and some other stuff, played some Kill Zones and stuff like that. And um, The Last of Us, of course. Those have been really good you know good memories for me so when i look at this what's your favorite thing coming from japan i really have to say playstation it's such a maybe a cop-out answer in a way but because of course like not everything that we're playing on the playstation comes from japan but the the system itself does and the philosophy it does in my opinion so i really like my playstation and sony overall as a company i they make some quality product. I have a Sony Xperia Z tablet, and that one has also been like with me for quite a while, and it's still holding up pretty well and doing everything it needs to, though it may be a bit slower. But, you know, we live with that stuff. And again, a tablet for me, mostly, it's, it's for watching like TV shows and movies and stuff like that. So, the only thing that I need to do is make sure that it turns on. And if I can play the video, then I can play the video and then I don't have to touch the tablet for another 30 to 40 minutes, maybe even longer than that. It's not that big of a deal for it to be a little slower. So yeah, going to the question asked by user Kentucky Fried Eel. 
what's your favorite thing from Japan? And I would say the PlayStation. Because the PlayStation, PlayStation has been with me for such a long time. Since I was a small child, the first console I actually bought with my own money was a PlayStation 1. And that was not like the, the PS1 version. So the smaller white one that you can get like the screen attachment for. Very cool, very cool. And I really like having that console. And I, I really love my time with, with PlayStation overall. And still do. Because, you know, I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West now. And tomorrow... The new PlayStation Plus games are going to be live and FIFA is one of them and I'm very excited to play some more FIFA because FIFA is one of those things I used to play with my cousin because he's a big football guy and I'm definitely not. But FIFA 22 and the FIFA games overall are always fun to just fuck around with and just play some games of draft or, you know, weekend leagues or stuff like that. It's always, always fun to do that stuff. So I'm very excited for the PlayStation Plus games of tomorrow. Thank you for your question, Kentucky Fried Eel. Moving on to the second question of today, coming from user Much Love Waffle Girl, and they ask Sirius, what would you do if your significant other asks you to have an open relationship? I would definitely ask where this idea comes from to just be like, hey, um, let me just get things right. Why do you want this? Because is it something that I'm doing that I can do better? Do you want to figure things out for yourself? Like where where is the disconnect in this relationship? And if you know, like I, I've been single as fuck for basically all my life. Uh, and especially now. <laughs> I'm very single. So I don't have a significant other. So thinking about this also is a bit weird because I need to just imagine like, oh, th- having a significant other feels like this and therefore I need to react like that. But yeah, to me, it would be like, first of why we're going to figure, I want to figure this out because there is a reason why you ask for an open relationship. So I need to be like, Hey, what's going on? Can I do something? Is, you know, our relationship not feeling well for you? And honestly, I would be like, Hey, uh, I personally wouldn't like an open relationship. I understand that there are people that really do like it. And it gives them more freedom in their relationship, uh, literally. But also just like it gives people sometimes more room to breathe. And people have different needs in life. And sometimes you cannot live up to those needs. And that's, of course, also with uh, the love languages, which I believe I've mentioned on this show before. But if you don't know what it is, there is this belief that people have different types of love languages and you would normally like pick like three which are like your primary secondary and tertiary and then you when you get into a relationship you kind of want to match those up a little bit because if you don't you can have like a weird relationship where you're basically growing apart in the sense that so okay so let's let's go back a little bit explaining what the love languages are it's just like it's basically putting a name on making you feel good and it sounds fucking weird but hang on with me for a second so one of the love languages is acts of services so that could be like if your partner is has that love language like acts of services then it would be good for you to be like hey i'm gonna do the dishes hey i'm gonna bring the garbage outside yada 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 right but if the partner in this situation 
his life, I'm going to just say like the female, I'm going to just do female male so that everything stays a little bit more clear. So the female has a love language, acts of services, but the male has love languages of giving gifts. When you have those, they don't mesh up with each other because the acts of services, the girl, in this case, the female, would be like, hey, I would love it for you to take out the garbage every week or, you know, do the dishes when I'm, before I get home, stuff like that. But if the person, the, the male in this situation, loves giving gifts, so he would give her expensive clothing or maybe an expensive ring or stuff like that, those things don't work together in the sense that, hey, she will definitely appreciate you giving her a gift, but that's not how she receives love in that situation, right? So that's very important in a relationship. So therefore, when my significant other would ask me like, hey, I want to be in an open relationship, that's why I would be like, hey, okay, can we figure this out in a different way? Can we see what you want and where this comes from because personally i'm not really looking for an open relationship i'm a very jealous type i don't really like seeing people i I love with somebody else and stuff like that even though sometimes it would be better for them i guess but it is always like a little bit weird so going back to your question as by user much love waffle girl serious what would you do if your significant other asks you to have an open relationship I would probably try and talk it out with with them and be like, hey, okay, where does this come from? Can I do something better? But if this is just like, hey, I want to do this, then I probably would be like, hey, this is not going to work out because I don't really like sharing you with anybody else. So yeah, that would probably be my answer to your question. Much love, Waffle Girl. Thank you for your question. Moving on to the third question of today coming from user Superman underscore is underscore OP. And they ask, what is an instant turnoff? Hmm. For me, there are so many things that are instant turnoffs. And personally, I have said on this podcast many times before, probably, that I am straight edge. So I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't smoke, don't do any of that stuff. So for my partner to, at the very least, smoke, I would be like, oh, this is going to be a really hard situation for me to get over because I am very much like a, a person... I'm very much pointed to making things smell nice and I'm always very hesitant to talk to people in the sense that I am always afraid that I smell and stuff like that. So I'm very self-conscious about that and if my girlfriend or partner or whatever or love interest has no regard for that, that's going to be really hard for me. Similar to like armpit hair and stuff like that, I've... I'm a very clean person, I would say myself. I like to shave and trim and everything. So when my significant other or love interest in this case would have armpit hair, I would probably be very grossed out. Even though it might not be fair to say that, but that's just me. And I've always said this and again, had no partner to actually figure this out. But I've always said that hey, I'm going to ask you this, but I am willing to do it myself as well, right? So if I'm going to be like, hey, you need to shave your armpits, I'm shaving my armpits, and I already do. So not really that big of an issue for me. But then, you know, if somebody, if I would go to my girlfriend and she has so much leg hair or something like that and be like, hey, can you shave your legs? I will shake my left legs too if that makes her feel better, you know what I'm saying? And then we're even. 
So yeah, th- it, this all, all comes to basically talking about body hair. So uh, I guess that's the answer to your question. Superman underscore is underscore OP. What's an instant turn off? And for me, it probably is body hair somehow. I don't know how we got there. But yeah, I don't like girls with armpit hair and hairy legs. And I don't know, it, it freaks me out a little bit. So yeah, uh, that would probably be my answer to you. Superman is OP. Thank you for your question. Moving on to the fourth question of today coming from user. Uh, doesn't exist because the account has been deleted. And they ask, Elon Musk just bought Twitter what happens next? Who? Technically, he didn't buy Twitter just yet. He is in an agreement, I believe, or trying to figure it out. He made an offer to buy Twitter, but it probably will go through because it's a publicly traded company and money talks. Elon Musk buying Twitter is such an interesting thing. First off, it's the interesting thing that they were talking about monetization, that he was just like, oh, you know, it's going to be monetizable, whatever the fuck. While Twitter not really being monetizable ever, right? That was the thing with Twitter. What happens next? Like the the thing for me is that like I'm very much in a weird situation. Do I think it's good that Twitter is owned by one person and that person being Elon Musk? No. I'd rather have a board of directors be like, hey, from all different waves of lives and and all different history paths and whatever the fuck to just be like, Hey, this is what Twitter is. And this is what, you know, we want. I personally think that certain hate comments, I think might get like bigger. I think it might expose that because of course, Twitter is very much left leaning. And even though there are also right political, right people on there, but I would say, yeah, the, the policy itself is, nine out of ten times more left-leaning i think this is gonna move closer to the middle if not to the right even more so there is gonna be a shift i think in what type of content we see on twitter and what type of people we see on twitter and therefore the whole situation of what twitter is is basically going to change i think but the fact is always like what can elon musk do and again this is the weird situation where if he buys Twitter outright, yeah, he is the, the Don at the fucking helm. So he can do whatever the fuck he wants. So yeah, I think that some forms of like cyberbullying and aggressive texts are, are going to be more pronounced when Elon Musk takes over Twitter. So yeah, that would be my answer to you, a deleted user. Elon Musk just bought Twitter. What happens next? I think that we're going to see a shift in what type of content we're going to see on the platform on one good note, I guess, is that Elon Musk wants all users to be verified, which is very interesting. We're going to see how that figures out, but because of that should lower the amount of bots that we see on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, who knows? Thank you for your question, deleted. Moving on to the final question of the Ask Reddit subreddit for today. And this one coming from user endowed X, And they ask... If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Ooh, um, it's probably a bird. In my head, it would probably be a rooster. Because, of course, they always go in the morning. So they would probably be like, wake the fuck up. I'm awake. Wake the fuck up. I would probably think about that. 
maybe a seagull because I saw that in the comments. Somebody said seagull, and seagulls always make fucking weirdest noises. They always go like, and that's always fucking annoying. So they probably would be scoffing at motherfuckers. Yeah, I think that those two, those are the two I'm going with. So a rooster because he of course roost in the early morning doors. And then a seagull because they always make weird ass sounds as it is right now. So I cannot imagine what it would be like if they were actually talking. So yeah, thank you for your question and Dowdex. Moving on to the final question of today. Coming from the MIDSL subreddit as always. As by user Regnars85 and they ask am I the asshole for refusing to give my mom any money from a job that she previously called me a glorified prostitute for. So for the last couple of years I've worked as a dancer at a well-known gentleman's club. It's quite high-end and security is very good. A customer only has to say something we don't like and they would get kicked out. It's actually a lot of fun and when it's a good night the tips are great and I managed to save a decent amount of money. I didn't tell my mom where I was working as I knew exactly what her reaction would be. Unfortunately for me, about a year in someone she knew had come to the club and spotted me there. Of course it didn't take long to get back to her. She hit the roof, caught me everything you could think of including a prostitute and then kicked me out. I stayed with a friend for a couple of weeks until I managed to secure an apartment and decided to get on with my life. I am making enough to support myself comfortably. I guess my mom found all of this out from my sister and she realized I was making decent money because out of nowhere she calls me to demand money. No hello, how are you? That I apparently owe her for letting me live in the house and the expensive. I told her flat out no, but I still feel a little bad as she hasn't got a job. So am I the asshole? And there are two updates. I don't know if they're going to... in. I'm going to read the update. There is one update. And I'm going to read it. Just to clarify, as people have asked, I did pay rent while I was living at home. Although I probably could have paid more considerably. I was earning quite well. I didn't want to raise suspicions and gave my mom what she asked for. Uh, sorry just to add. For those who think it's a good idea to send me private messages with abuse, you are both bullies and cowards. Oh, uh, yeah, don't do that, people. Don't fucking harass people on this fucking thing. So, yeah, the question. Am I an asshole for refusing to give my mom any money from a job that she previously called me a glorified prostitute? No. It's very simple. You're saying that you did pay rent while you were living with your mom. And it's always like this weird situation because I live with my mom as well now. Or still, not now, but still. And I'm also now making pretty okay money some cases even more than she is doing so for me it's always been like hey my mom pays the rent but i will then buy groceries and stuff like that and that's how i pay my mom back so i don't feel as bad living here so especially lately i've been buying uh, lots of extra stuff for the house making sure that we have stuff like uh, vacuum cleaner bags and stuff like that and grocery bags and i don't know so yeah i i've been doing that stuff been taking over that that work so that my mom doesn't have to care about that. And, you know, I've been cooking for her and just making sure that she is okay and that everything is fine, you know, in our household. So I really, it's always, again, that's what I wanted to say. It's always really hard because a mother, for most cases, they love what they do. 
you know, they are mothers for a reason and they love you for who you are because you're their kid. So I don't think that most parents would be like outraged if you didn't pay them enough rent. But clearly your mom is, and it, I'm very sorry about that. But yeah, if you, like you said, you gave her the money that she asked for. So she said like, hey, I want you to pay, I don't know, 300 bucks in rent and you kept paying that money. I don't see a big issue that you, you know, need to pay her out. And again, if your mom, if this was a, a different situation, I think that if you're, if you had a good relationship with your mom and she fell on some hard times and stuff like that, or because she was, of course, renting out the apartment, then you could be like, okay, you know, I'm going to give you a little bit extra. So you're a little bit more well off, but I don't really think that you're the ass from the situation. It seems that you paid the money that she asked for, even though you might be able to pay a little more because of the job. But who gives a crap about that at this point? And it really does seem that your mom just just wants their money. She's just she just wants money, and that's the the reason why she's contacting you. She's not contacting you to apologize or to get a better relationship with you. She it just wants money, and I feel like you're in your good, you're in your right by denying that offer and just be like, "Hey, fuck off! I've made this money for myself. You didn't want this. You called me a prostitute. Well, you can come figure that shit out yourself now." So yeah, am I the asshole for refusing to give my mom any money from a job that she previously called me a glorified prostitute? Ragnar's eighty-five, definitely not the asshole. You did everything that you could. You paid the money before and you tried to protect your mom. Again, kind of protect her from the news. And then she still found out and then she flipped. No. And if she's not really willing to apologize for the situation herself, then you definitely don't deserve the money. So, Ragnar's 85, please keep your money safe because that is yours to keep. And that has been it for the Didn't Ask podcast for today. I hope you had a good time listening to this episode. I had a fun time making this episode. If you did have a good time, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast service where that is possible. I know from Apple Podcasts that is possible. And I know that Spotify has that option now as well. So please do. And I might read your comment in the next episode after. You can find this podcast on all your favorite podcast services like Podcast Addict, Pocketcast and like I said, Apple Podcast. If you want to know where all where the podcast is available, you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. That link will be in the show description. And over here you can see all the hyperlinks to all the fancy podcast services like Amazon Music and stuff like that. Over here there's also a button that says message. If you press that, you get the ability to record a voice memo so I can play your question on this right here podcast. If you don't want your verse to be heard, that is totally fine by me. Just say it up front or somewhere in your message and I will just read your question out myself so you can still get your question answered live on air. I will be back next week and in the meantime you can see what I'm watching on tracked.tv. That link will also be in the show description. This is a very fun website where I always track what I'm watching, when I'm watching it, and what I rate it. And you can go to that link in the description to see what shows I am watching, sometimes as I'm watching them live. So you can ask me a question about that as well. Well, this is going to be it for me for this week. I hope to see you back next week. Take good care of yourself. 
Thanks for listening. Goodbye.